Here are the vital tips for using video for business growth. All right, let's jump right in. So I think you start with the who. Let's figure out who your audience is. I wanna know where they slept. I wanna know where they ate. What does your audience want? What speaks to them? What are their pain points? See what they're posting. See the stuff that they're interested in. And then figure out ways, figure out content that can help them. That's the next step. Figure yeah. out what kind of content you can make. Content. <laughs> Anyone in business that wants to use video, here are some ideas. So the first one is just if you go on LinkedIn or if you go on Facebook, people are just sharing their stories. They're traveling. They're in new cool places. They're at a new restaurant. They're with family. They're with friends. They're at a conference or at an event. They're just sharing their life. It's not about selling. It's not about business. It's just about people and, and wanting to share cool stuff. I think people get stuck into this idea of always wanting to show business content. But if you think about it, when we do business together, it's casual. I mean, we're getting to know each other, you know? And I think the same should apply to video. Yeah, I totally agree. What really is unique to you is your personality. So leverage that and get people to become friends with you and then build that relationship and do something different than what everyone else is doing. Like if every company is just, you know, making step-by-step -step guides, you know, pattern yeah. disrupt, do something different that actually stands out, do something unique. Like that? <laughs> no, that's, that's just a generic cowbell. <laughs> well, this is a special um, cowbell. Actually. Oh, it's a special cowbell. Yeah. No, I, I like it. Props, <laughs> props for the effort. Be like Ruben. Put in, the put in the cowbell. <laughs> Always put after. cowbells in your video. Always. I like to just show my human side. I'm a drummer. I'm really into it. I love for people to know that. I love to show my music. That's just something that's part of me. So here's a couple of ideas for types of videos. Number one is just kind of lifestyle videos. What you're up to, what's going on. Number two is tutorial videos, training videos. Um, these could be screen videos. These could be, you know, whiteboard videos. These could be just walk and talks, teaching people how to do stuff, you know, helping them. Screen screen videos are really helpful if you're doing something kind of technical, but they're not really appropriate if you're doing something IRL. News, announcement, press announcement, feature announcements. If you're recruiting, you can use videos a lot. You know, if you're looking to hire a candidate, I mean, what better way to show your, your corporate culture than to, to do a quick video of you and your team and who you're looking for. I think those are great. Make shorter social media style videos that maybe don't even have a person in it. Might just be voiceover with some animation. And we're talking like easy animation. You can just go into Premiere and kind of lay out some text. Simple moving text animations are pretty easy to make, even in iMovie. I think you just lost 98% of our audience by saying the word premiere. Now that the prices of Adobe software has come down, like everyone's an editor now, everyone's jumping in, so. I mean, there's actually a lot of tools that you can use for creating um, videos right now where you don't need pro tools like Premiere. I mean, Adobe has one called Spark Video. Um, there's another one called InVideo. There's a lot of really simple tools. Canva, I think, is more for images. And uh, Adobe has another one called Adobe Rush. Oh yeah, Adobe Rush is Adobe really Rush. New, slimmed down editing software. There's a lot of options for that. What I was trying to say is, you know, just creating quick little social media videos, little animations with voiceover. They could be just kind of quick walk and talks. They don't have to be big productions. They can just kind of be quick one minute to two minute videos. Here at Dub, we use this tool called InVideo. And this is a, a fun little tool because it allows you just to build a quick little storyboard. And what's cool about it is that you can actually import a blog or regenerate um, a storyboard and then you can sort of customize, put your font, put your logo, export as an MP4. So that's a pretty cool tool. It takes an investment though. If you want to create engaging, good looking videos, you have to spend the time to actually produce them. So if you can't do it, you definitely want to outsource that or have some like hire someone internally. We'll talk about that later. The next step is to create videos for specific channels. 
And that just means that you want to create content that's appropriate for each channel. Don't create YouTube videos and then put them on Twitter and vice versa. It's not going to work. Each platform has its own discovery mechanisms, different ways that it's viewed, whether it's on mobile in a more vertical format on something like IGTV or on YouTube where typical 16.9 widescreen videos are, are the standard. On Facebook, when people watch, they're mostly not watching with audio because they just see it in their feed, it scrolls up and auto plays, no audio. So you have to really think about captions, using text in the first 10 to 20 seconds especially. That also is true for LinkedIn. Every platform has its own thing. thing. Every platform on. has its own thing. Yeah, yeah, that's Learn right. Learn those things. <laughs> so I think there's format, there's content, there's audio. You optimize for a muted, um, there's you know ratio, there's screen ratios. There's a lot of different elements. I mean, here's, here's my quick learnings on different channels. So on YouTube, um, it's all about frequency of content. You know, push as much content as you can on YouTube, but it has to be quality content. If you're just banging out low quality videos, you're not really gonna get favored. You're not gonna um, acquire subscribers. You need to get into a daily or very frequent viral loop where people are expecting to hear from you. They need to be long on YouTube, longer than 10 minutes for the algorithm to really push that video. I mean, yes, all lengths work. Like, you know, a lot of channels just post like two, three minute videos and, and that can work. But it's true that the algorithm does favor longer videos. Think about ways to create 10 minute, 11 minute, 12 minute videos that are really good still, which is which is a challenge. Like it's it's challenging to make longer videos that are still high quality. It can take a lot of resources just to just to figure out YouTube. Speaking of resources, if you're really going to commit to the video thing, you're going to probably want to figure out how to get a small team. You know, it could just be an editor. If you can't afford to have one in house, you might consider outsourcing all your editing. We actually do that here at Dub. What we do is we use Dropbox and Google Drive, and we record a lot of footage, and then we outsource it. We have someone in the Philippines who's very talented. Shout out to Bono and. And he, <laughs> we love you, Bono. He actually edits a lot of our stuff. We love the quality and he gets it done fast and he works on his own hours. It works within our budget. What's good about educational videos is that you can use them as sales assets. You can use them to nurture people and to educate people and to kind of bring people into your, into your mix. You're also building a library of content that is evergreen that exists on your channels that people can watch in the future. If you don't have a budget, um, you can also look at a service called Fiverr, really a, a freelance marketplace, hire um, overseas or local editors and designers, and um, the prices are pretty effective, and it's gonna get you um, you know, good content, good resources. Another thing that you might consider if you are doing a project is do a test project. Don't yeah. commit yourself to a company or a, a person. See what it's like to work with them, see what the dynamic is like. We actually did a really fun test project. We we did, yeah, that was fun. Yes, trustful. The video helps build trust with prospects. Um, <laughs> moving right along. Moving along. <laughs> Let's talk LinkedIn. The video side of LinkedIn is very young. They're doing an amazing, amazing job. They're moving really fast. It's it's a great discovery platform. Um, I mean, if you look at LinkedIn, you're, you're gonna notice a lot of videos. If you're not yet putting videos on LinkedIn, you might consider doing so. Um, videos are auto-playing on LinkedIn. I think the sound is off though, so it's always really good to have captions on. The analytics on LinkedIn are, are really powerful. We encourage you to spend as much time as you can to understand um, who's watching your videos, what your watch time is, um, what the profession type of the people that are watching your videos is. A lot of that is really unique to LinkedIn. Really detailed data on who's watching your video down to their title, what company they're working for. That's a lot of interesting data that no other platforms have. Yeah. Twitter. What's the deal with Twitter? Twitter. Get on Twitter. Twitter. Video uh, on Twitter. Yeah. So are we happy about video on Twitter? 
or are we unhappy? I'm happy. Okay, cool. Twitter's in R&D mode, I feel like, permanently. They're always trying things, they're testing things. Like, there's this feature called Media Studio. Right now, you can only upload videos to Twitter that are about two minutes long, unless you have access to the Media Studio feature. It's kind of hard to get. You have to contact one of your ad representatives or something, and then they can enable this for your account. And it's just kind of an interface that gives you more control over uploading videos, labeling them, custom thumbnail, longer videos through that interface, I think up to 10 minutes. Twitter's features are kind of fragmented. Not everyone has access to them. Seems like they're still figuring out their video strategy. You have to play the long game on Twitter. I mean, it's all about the conversations. It's all about going and talking to people. So I guess when using video on Twitter, maybe make more customized videos, like make a video to send to a specific person that you might not be able to reach if it weren't for Twitter. Send them a public reply. Yeah, if you're using Twitter, you might consider the promote mode, which is a completely new mode from Twitter, which is in beta right now. And it's $99 a month flat. It's just a monthly fee. And then there's an algorithm that just basically gives you just more uh, paid exposure. So more views, more viewership, more impressions. I think it works. It seems, I mean, the, the verdict is not yet out yet for us. We actually use it, um, but we definitely notice lift on it from an impression perspective, you know, from a conversion perspective, um, you're gonna have to test that. It's basically like ads on autopilot. Let's talk about Facebook. Facebook Facebook is, in my opinion, the easiest place to get quick engagement on your videos. Why is that? Well, because you have an existing audience, probably. If you're on Facebook, you probably have a couple dozen or maybe a couple hundred viewers, friends that can watch your videos. I mean, if you put a video on YouTube, it's going to be really hard to get your first hundred views. Whereas on yep. Facebook, you're going to have your uncles and your friends and your aunts and your kids and whoever else that are actually watching it. But it's important to know that Facebook calculates views a lot differently than how YouTube calculates it. They've only seen three seconds of it with the audio off and then they just kept scrolling after four seconds. That counts as a view. You got to keep that in mind that the numbers you see on Facebook might be yeah. a little bit inflated, but there's still tons of potential on there. So why don't we just in the comments on Facebook, why don't we just ask people to share and to like and to mention other people? I mean, that just seems like a pretty easy thing to do. What do you think? Because Facebook will soon demote posts that beg for likes. What? Yeah, I just, yeah. Well, oh, there it is. There's the blog there's post. The, well, there's the blog post. Yeah, so if you ask for comments, if you ask for likes, Facebook will now start demoting those posts. For a while they've done this, but they're now rolling it out to audio as well. So there's really three types of this engagement bait. One is for voting, one is for reactions, and one is for sharing. Someone asks you to click the happy face on your videos, it's engagement bait. By the way, Hey. <laughs> Getting us demoted. Here's a kind of a nuance on Facebook. Um, I think the typical thing that people do on Facebook is that they promote content from their personal Facebook page. I think there's a cap on that. There's a limit. So I think you can have a maximum of 5,000 friends. If you kind of want to go into the realm of um, being a public figure or someone uh, that is sort of like a news source that has a larger audience, you might consider creating a Facebook page for yourself. And that is just going to allow you to have a scalable audience. Facebook groups are also a really good place to post videos. Some of you guys might know, but Dub has a really active Facebook group called the Sales and Marketing Support Group from Dub. Great place to share ideas, to share information, to get real-time updates, to network, just to connect with people. The videos that we post in our Facebook group typically get about 10 times the engagement of our company page. So consider creating a Facebook group because you will get a ton of engagement. I think Facebook really likes to promote groups. But that's contingent on getting people to join your group. Yes. Is that right? So yeah, yes. so you have to have some sort of audience to ask to join the group. Our early partnership 
partnerships that, that really directed traffic. But now we actually promote it throughout our entire ecosystem. So if you go to the Dub dashboard, you get a link and all of our automated emails, you'll get a direct link to our Facebook page. So we're all about promoting that. How do people seed that? How do people get the first 100 people in their group? I think the way to seed your Facebook group is to ask your existing customers. Hey guys, um, we have a new location, a new place, a new destination to share ideas, to get updates, to learn stuff. Click on this link and join the group. Existing customers, existing partners, I mean, employees, if you have team members, get everyone that you can possibly can to join that group because you will notice a lot more engagement in your Facebook group. LinkedIn hasn't really figured out the groups thing yet. If you look at most groups on LinkedIn, not a lot of uh, engagement, mm. unfortunately, but there's huge potential there. Let's talk about IGTV. 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 You down with IGTV? Been struggling to gain traction. It's definitely a nod to where the future of video is going. You yeah. know, it's a, it's a whole new format new in terms of it requires you to do vertical video. It's unique for a social platform to require that. Obviously, ephemeral stories have been around kind of popularizing the vertical format, but IGTV is for evergreen content, content that you post and it's up there forever. Now you can post a preview of your IGTV video into your main Instagram feed. First minute as a preview in your main feed. After that minute elapses, they can just easily tap in and watch the full video. You can upload up to 10 minute videos on IGTV, but they do have to be in the vertical format. There could be something there in the next few years. So what's happening right now? We're gonna record an Instagram story. They really feel in the moment because they expire after 24 hours. So it gets your audience into what it's like kind of living your life in the moment. All the editing happens inside the app. You can go in and add face filters. A lot of people just go on there just to post stories, just to watch stories. I think it's worth the effort to keep your story active, keep it updated in the moment. You're doing things right now. You're active in the world. All right, the next step is engaging with your audience. There's a couple of tips and tricks that we have for engaging with your audience better. Number one is just to include at replies or mentions in comments. So you can do this on LinkedIn, you can do this on Twitter, you can do this on Facebook. That's just a really good way to send a notification to someone so that they watch your video. Yeah, just jump in the comments, start talking to people, but make sure it's real conversations. You know, there's so many bots now, and there's so many people trying to game the system and just get value for themselves. Make sure to provide value for them in the form of genuine conversations, genuine thoughts. Engage with your audience because it's the right thing to do. It's the healthy way to grow your social media. Actually connecting with people. Go live. Go live. Live video. Live video is a hard nut to crack. How do you use it? Should you use it? Is it even helpful at all? Yeah. I think there's a few very specific use cases where it works and it's cool. You saw a big frenzy a few years ago with a whole bunch of companies rolling out live features. And then you've seen them also kind of systematically defocusing from them, not really focusing as much online. I think, I think live video is really powerful because it shows people what's going on right there in the moment. It's not produced. It's the most honest, authentic type of video you can serve. I think you really have to make the content interesting. I mean, you can hit that red record button and you can be wherever you are, but it's not sustainable unless you have a format, unless you have content, unless you have some story to share. So if you are gonna go live, make sure you can think about repeatability, sustainability, and to have really interesting content. Remember, once you hit the red record button, you are live. Make sure that you're turned on and you're active because when the video gets replayed, um, those first few seconds is what people's gonna see. Apparently LinkedIn now has live video in beta format. Data tracking. Data tracking is really important for video. You're gonna wanna see what your watch time is, what your average view duration. Are people actually getting through your videos? A lot of the platforms favor long form content, but the hard part is to get people to actually get through your video. So kind of see 
what people are watching, if they're actually getting to the end. And then you can actually see on a lot of these platforms where the drop off is. And that potentially is where you need to re sort of produce or have a different cut or maybe something that you did wasn't very interesting. They lost interest. And your statistics can show you what's working and what's not. You do need a lot of data for that. So it's hard if you're just starting out to really get valuable info from the data. If you just have a small sample size, keep that in mind, but every piece of data is useful. So some of the data points that you're gonna to wanna to look for are the email click rates. So if you're using email, there's some really good data that you can pull, which is the open rates of your videos, the click rates, and then the watch rates of those videos. You can also check out rates for engagement, or emojis or reactions. That's kind of interesting to see how engaged people are. Next tip is to show, don't tell. Video is inherently a visual medium, which means you can show things. If you're able to show your screen or show something in real life, it's gonna help you to convey your ideas and to, to build trust with people. Showing people visually is really gonna help for other people to comprehend and to understand what you're saying. You can sit there and look into a camera mm. and talk about something for 10 minutes, and that might get a little bit boring as opposed to actually showing it. Go and do the thing that you're talking about and document that and that'll be a lot more engaging. Next tip is to really focus on your storytelling. It's all about sharing real authentic stories. Stories can come from reality, things that really happened, or stories can be something that you invent. Find the creativity inside you to start telling a story. That leads us to our next tip, which is to be authentic and personable. The trick here is just to be yourself, just to be honest and show your world and what's going on with you, and people will connect to that. Next tip is to include your logo in the first three seconds of your video. If someone's scrolling down their feed, they might only capture a couple of seconds of your video, so it's good to, to show your logo so you get that, that brand recognition. Embed video thumbnails directly into your email. Email is still a really good channel to share videos on, and it's very easy to, to throw an animated GIF into the body of an email so that people get sort of a teaser, a taster of what that video is gonna be when they click it. If you're trying to get exposure in the short term, it's important to understand search engine optimization, known as SEO. Captioning is super important, especially on YouTube. YouTube will actually index the captions and use that in SEO. So if you caption your videos, you have a better chance of climbing up in the ranks. Yeah, I think some really valuable SEO tricks for video is to number one, put a really good meaningful title on your video, to put a very good description, and then to add tags. So these things are really going to help. There's another tip that really can help get your SEO rankings up, which is to put a video onto a blog post or a landing page. Google actually favors landing pages or blog posts or articles that have videos on them. You notice when we started to put YouTube videos on our blog posts, and our ebook pages that we started to get lift and we started to climb the ranks. The next tip is to include a call to action on your video. So if it's on YouTube, you can put a link in the description or if you're using a platform like Dub, you can put multiple calls to action below the video. If someone watches your video and then they finish it and then they don't have somewhere else to go, you've kind of lost an opportunity there. So call to actions really allow you to capture that opportunity and continue the journey for that viewer. Once you have found a video or a set of videos that work, don't be afraid to put advertising dollars behind them. You'll notice conversions. If you're planning on making content that comes out every day, every week, it's really important to create a content calendar that allows you to scale that production without being overwhelmed. So really, you know, specify, okay, I'm gonna post a video every Tuesday, every Thursday. You don't necessarily have to tell the public that, 
but just internally, it's important to have a schedule that you can stick to. You know you're hitting the goals that you wanna hit. There's some really good tools that you can use to develop your content calendar, like Asana or Basecamp or even Monday.com. What we use here at Dub is we use a combination of Google Docs, Slack, and Asana. And that's really given us the best ability to kind of map out a content schedule and then be able to sometimes hit the schedule, but not always. I think it's also really important to be flexible with your schedule. Things change and things happen and life happens. Don't get too obsessed with production value because we're in a world now where everyone can create content on their phone, on their computer, and with the editing tools, there's a lot of ways to spruce up content in post-production. However you're making content, it's really about the story, it's really about what you're saying. For a little bit creative, you can come up with ways to achieve high production value while still just using your iPhone. Go out to places that are visually interesting. Find someone who's really good at talking to the camera. Leverage the personalities and the story, and that should drive your content more than production value. So I like to think of content as a waterfall. It really starts with long form content. These are YouTube videos, and then it sort of gets parsed down to Facebook, Twitter videos, and then to short little clips that you can use for advertisements. And even for stills, you can create stills directly from videos. A lot of the photographs that we use are actually stills that we take from videos. Maybe it's a 10 minute video on YouTube, cut that down to a one minute video for Twitter, cut that down to a vertical IGT video that's three minutes, turn that into a Facebook video that has really large text so people don't have to watch it with audio. There's a thousand ways to parse your content and that does take extra time. You have to dedicate resources to that. Don't isolate yourself to one platform. Make sure you're everywhere. And the last tip is just to be yourself. Don't try to fake it. Whatever you have going on in your life, you will find an audience. Just put it out there. We have a feel good ending, which is what this is, because this video is ending. Thank you for watching and be sure to subscribe to us on all of our channels. We wish you luck on your journey to grow your business with video. Vital steps for using video for business growth. We almost said it at the same time. <laughs> now I know your cadence. So I think it's important to, to get a little bit of uh, cowbell in here. Get the cowbell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. All right. <laughs> You know, that's that's actually a, a pattern disrupt. We're trying to get your attention. It's the 19 vital steps to using vi business. Let's reset that. That would be an awkward silence, but maybe we should include these awkward silences so that we can get our video to stretch to 10 minutes. As of the 30th of April, or actually the 30th of last month. The 30th, March. 30th of April is actually in six days. Mar yeah, 30th of March. <laughs> There's that um, time machine that you have. And business growth makes us happy. happy. Say happy on three. All right. And there you have it. Like, comment, and subscribe if you're on YouTube. If you're on Facebook, ignore that because we'll get demoted. Yeah. <laughs>